Greetings, folks. Welcome back to Finishing Well Podcast. Uh, this is a product of Finishing Well Ministries. And uh, if you are a person who is 65 or older, uh, congratulations and uh, feel blessed. Uh, we know you do. And uh, we welcome you as a part of our senior generation. If you're younger than that, guess what? We welcome you just as well. Um, whether you're older, whether you're younger, uh, we would like this place to be the spot where we discuss how we all live our lives and how we all can live our lives with a purpose to finish well. I'm Randy Hess, and I'm here with my good friend, uh, my mentor, my pal, Hal Habaker, uh, the founder of Finishing Well Ministries. Hal, it's a beautiful day out today. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Randy, I'm recovering from foot surgery, caught up in uh, my family, caught up in life, caught up in ministry, trying to get my body back in shape, having gone through this surgery. And um, God is good. I have challenges, but I love the life God has given to me. And let's press on, as Paul said in Philippians 3, yes. or whatever it is. So let's press on with our agenda for this podcast. We do try to do that, don't we, Hal? <laughs> we do. Let's keep pressing. Let's keep pressing. Well, um, we've discussed a range of topics. Some of them, though, we seem to almost make our favorites and come back to because I think we are living our lives in such a way that we see uh, where either we need to keep praying and 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 need input on how we can do it better, or we see our friends who uh, are in the role of either doing a great job or not doing so well, but we observe that and we want to talk about it. And uh, maybe this subject might be one that we've talked a little bit about before, right, Hal? But we want to talk about it in a different way again. And that is, oh, I'll let you characterize it, Hal. What is one of those things that we've noticed either about ourselves or about others, that keep coming back as important to finishing well? Well, Randy, I think it's uh, part of the, uh, the centrality of the family. Whereas on one hand, there are no good biblical examples of a tight-knit family genera generation after generation, on the other hand, the scriptures consistently encourage us to pursue and develop family relationships. So the topic I'd really like to address today is the value and importance of family with respect to adult kids and subsequently grandkids. Now, one of the things that we all come from different families, so we all have different relationships with our parents, and we can look around and all of us have different relationships with our adult kids. But in terms of the last podcast where we talked about this network, you know, one of the things I think we ought to do as parents of adult kids is have our own network of continuing to encourage each other in our lives, in our marriages, in our families with respect to our adult kids. So I want to talk about that today. Now, let me introduce it with a biblical mandate. You know, if you go to Deuteronomy 6, verse 2, the exhortation is so that you, your son, and your grandson will obey God's commandments. 
later on in chapter six, verses six, you know, uh, you shall talk about these things when you rise up and when you lie down, when you walk in the way, when you sit in your house. So we're constantly as parents thinking about helping our kids to learn who, who God is and what he wants them to be in their own lives. So here's the way I think about it. You know, God gave Vicki and me three kids, three, uh, and when they were little, they'd all sit around our table. We'd talk about spiritual things. We'd talk about them. We want to encourage them, blah, blah, blah. But they've all grown up, and now they're gone. They all have their own lives. Two of them have their own families, their own kids, their own ventures in life. And our son, who is still single, you know, he has a, his own life as well. So they're not sitting around our table anymore as little people waiting for Bob and dad to say something or ask them questions. Direct them, right? Or tell them yeah. how to run it. Yes. <laughs> so what we want to do as parents of grown kids is just because they're out of our home doesn't mean that we don't care about them or want to have influence and encourage them. But I think the tables are turned a little bit. You know, yes, we did instruct them. We talked about a lot of basics as they grew up, but now they're on their own homes. They got their own lives. And so I want to say my best role as a dad and as a parent of adult kids is to encourage them in some way. Amen. Be in their lives. I don't want to tell them how to live. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Vicki and I often think about this. And I love this. We reared them in a whole different world 30, 40 years ago. I mean, the world is not the same today. They, I mean, I, I want to say I can't tell them to rear your kids the way we reared you, <laughs> maybe except with some generalities, but the world's different today. I, don't, I know nothing about rearing uh, little kids and adolescents in a world today. I mean, because I don't do it. I don't have to, but they right. do. And I want to be their best encourager. And that's what I want to talk about. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. And it's a good topic. Let me just say a couple of things in general as we start this discussion. Parents, I think you need to take initiative. I mean, I'm talking about Vicki and me and our adult kids. The initiative rests with us. And by the way, I think that's always the case in life. Uh, you don't wait, you know, if a man wants friends, he must prove himself friendly. So how can I take the initiative to encourage and be a person of influence with our adult kids? It means I'm concerned about the relationship. You know, for example, <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. You know, I'm busy. I'm busy. My kids are busy. They're busy with their kids. And the easiest thing would be to go on and on and on, and you don't have time for each other because we're all busy. But yet I want to say we as parents need to take the initiative. We love our kids. We want to bless our kids. We want to encourage our kids. We want them to know that we are their champions in a sense. They mean the world to us. We don't want to hover over them. <laughs> we don't want to be a negative influence in them. But we want to be there and let them know that their dad, their mom, cares for them as much as anybody in the world. And I don't think we always do a great job of registering just that feeling and that belief in our head that they are 
they are as important to us as anything else in the world, other than the Lord and our spouse. They are important to us. And they, they will always be important to us because they're part of our family. They're a gift from God. You know, uh, children are a gift of the Lord, Psalm 127. When does that ever stop? Well, I mean, the psalmist wrote that verse thinking of little people as they come into the world. But as the psalmist says, they're like arrows that are trained, but children never stop being a gift for the Lord. So our three kids, our two son-in-laws, our grandkids, that they are some of they're the best gifts Vicky and I will ever have. And we want to value them and encourage them. I think of um, other people who comment on this challenge uh, that have influenced us, Al, one of them being Crawford Lorenz who has a really uh, uh, great and humorous way of talking about family relationships. And one of the stories he told that I got a kick out of is that uh, they love to invite the kids with the grandkids to their home. Uh, and uh, when they can do that on holidays and other times, they'll do that. But they, he, he was only kind of joking and half joking about it. But he says, you know, what we do is we say, uh, to our adult kids, uh, we expect you to come and be gone in three days. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so if you, you know, uh, if you can't do it that way, then uh, I think he was laughingly saying, that's a challenge for us. The, the grandkids can stay as long as they want to, <laughs> but the adult kids need to be out of here in three days and they can, they know how to do that. We want we encourage them to do that. He says there's too much drama with them, and uh, we want to just concentrate on our grandkids. Well, I think a lot of us, older folks, past sixty five seniors, can relate somewhat to the to the message he's bringing, which is that we love our kids. We we have never stopped loving them. We will always love them. We always want to see them, but they do have. When they come to our house, when they come visit, or when we visit them, they have things going on in their lives, and um, they may or may not choose to involve us in those things. But the grandkids, they're just open to, to, to anything and everything that they can do with the grandparents and have fun. It's just fun being with them. We don't have to listen to any kind of adult challenges uh, in marriages, in business and things going on. We can, we can just have fun with them. So we, <laughs> we can, we can kind of have this feeling that I want to see you, but I want you out of here, but I, you can leave the grandkids. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. I love it. So let me talk about just some general things. Uh, how much do I encourage and praise my adult kids? How much do I tell them how proud I am of them and of all they're doing, of how they're rearing their kids, of how they're throwing their lives into their local church, their, their family, their work, how much they're trusting God, and how much do I just tell them, hey, I'm proud of you? You know, I think it's what we always wanted to do with our kids when they're little. You know, we wanted to encourage them and fuel them with confidence for what they were doing as elementary kids, as middle school kids, as high school kids, as college kids. But why would we stop that now? 
Well, why would we not tell our adult kids how proud we are of them and just to be a blessing in their lives? Right. Right. And, and I want to say, I think about blessing. How, how much do I pray with my adult kids when we're there? Do, do, do I bless them spiritually in words, in prayers? Do I share scripture with them? Uh, you know, other question, do, do I care about the struggles they're going through and the challenges they have? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have a daughter and our son-in-law live in California, and, you know, their governor does things that the governor of Texas does not do. Mm-hmm. And he has just mandated, uh, y- you know, losing all the labels of male and female. You got to talk to your people as people, not males or females. Well, you know, I don't know about rearing kids in that kind of an educational system, but my daughter and my son-in-law do, and I pray for them. I don't want to tell them how to do it because I'm not sure I know how to do it. I know what the scriptures teach, but how they apply that and how much I pray for them and just intercede on behalf of them and ask God to give them wisdom in rearing their four kids or whatever. I mean, it happens here in, in Dallas, Texas. The Richardson School District is doing something very similar. Dallas School Districts, you know, even though California and Texas are different, you know, our culture is creeping in on us and it's an anti-godly culture. And we as Christians need to understand that and be strong in our confidence in the world. And and then a couple of things, and then we just interact with this a little bit. What are their dreams? Am I praying for their dreams? Am I praying for their concerns? What are their disappointments? What goals are not working out for them? I mean, we've had our disappointments. We've had our challenges. Do I pray for their concerns? Do I pray for them? Uh, How do I respond to them? How do I engage their lives so I'm with them? I care about them. I understand what they're going through in a sense. Let me give you a concrete illustration you and I were talking about earlier. I have a friend in another part of the country, and he had a a daughter in his family who uh, was going through some challenges. She actually lost her marriage. And my friend actually relocated. He and his wife moved from where they lived in the middle part of the country, went somewhere else just to be near the town where their daughter lived, helping her in her life as a single parent raising her family. Mm -hmm. You know, to me, they're they're an example of a family, older parents who cared about the challenges their kids have gone through, and they didn't want to tell them how to do life, and they didn't want to remind them of what happened. Why did the marriage fail? I don't know. Why the matter? I don't know if they knew why it was, but they knew that their daughter needed some encouragement and help, and they decided to relocate, and they did. You know, the, the principle is I, I care about my kids. I want to be there. I want to help them. I want to encourage them. No, I don't want to hover over their lives. I don't want to tell them where they should have done this or that. You know, and I run into a lot of younger people. They, they don't want their parents preaching at them in any way, shape, or form. And I would say that's always the same. Our kids want to be loved, don't they? Our grandkids want to be loved. That's it. So what does that spark in your mind, Randy, as we think about this? Sharing hardships, getting involved in their lives. 
The tricky part for us is to make sure they understand we love them and we care, but not to hover and not to preach, not to tell them, boy, did you mess that one up? Um, You know, that's a good way to end the relationship. If I get in there and start evaluating or start telling them, boy, did you miss the boat? How did you do that? (laughs) How did you miss that one? Because we've all missed many boats, haven't we, Hal? And we, we, we are fortunate to have people in our lives who let us miss that boat and catch the next one. So we have to kind of give some grace uh, and remember the grace that we've already been shown, uh, starting with Jesus Christ. But we have grace in many different forms and fashions that we just don't even recognize in our own lives. So we can provide a little grace to them. Um, and I think the value of being a good example, which you mentioned, Hal, being a model uh, in, in, your, in the way you conduct yourself and your, your life with your, your spouse, their parent, uh, makes a big difference. It speaks volumes without me or you saying a bunch. Um, if we're hypocritical about what we're telling them, they know it. They know it well. So uh, that just builds, I think, uh, a barrier uh, rather than a helpful uh, bridge. Um, It's pretty radical to physically move close by. But yes, that's the ultimate, if you will, uh, representation of my love for for my child and for my grandchildren. If if you want to do that and everybody agrees, that's a good thing. Um, I think you've hit the nail on the head, Hal. If we re- <clears throat> completely uh, <clears throat> ignore the relationship, we're going to get what we give. We're going to get remoteness. We're going to get lack of interest in us lack of desire to talk to us. If we take a different tact and show interest, show care, and show respect, and uh, show humility and tell them that we are proud of them, I think they respond and they want to talk to us. They want to see us. They want us to come visit. Yeah, one, one of the things that I would add to this discussion is We learn this from Jesus. In John 15, he says to the disciples, I've called you my friends because I've told you everything that's in my heart. I mean, that's personal. Jesus wanted his disciples to know who he was, what he struggled with, why he came, what his death would mean, et cetera, et cetera. So I think one of the things that parents need to work with their adult kids, how do I tell my story and what God, what I'm struggling with, what God is doing in my own life? How do I share? I mean, I mentioned this surgery on my foot just as a simple example. How often do I talk to my kids about what I'm going through? You know, what's a struggle for me, how I need their encouragement and, and just so they know about me as their dad, as I age, as a follower of Christ. 
what they know what about Vicky and me as our marriage continues to grow as aging followers of Christ. I mean, I think it makes a big difference. How willing am I to open my life so that I'm an open book to my adult kids? Yep. And make them interested in wanting to see you, wanting to talk about, wanting to hear about what's going on with you. I have failures. I have hardships just like they do. And God wants to use those in my life. Do I share those with my kids? I mean, just an illustration that's personal for me. And let's kind of wrap up this discussion. You know, when we started Finishing Well Ministries, before I ever left the church, I asked all of our kids, what do you think your dad ought to do? We made it a family discussion. Well, what do you think this, if we do something like this, Finishing Well, what, what do you think its name ought to be? So we made it a process around the table with our adult kids thinking with us about, well, what do you think God wants to do with your aging parents? What is our next season, you might say, in life? Of course, we shared in the earlier podcast about people that God has used in our lives to shape us, but he uses our adult kids, you know, in shaping our lives. And I will never forget those discussions and those thought patterns about what God is doing in us as their parents. And we need to share those kinds of things with them. They do. We do. And that really honors them. They know that we're relying on their opinion as adults, not just treating them as kids. That's right. Randy, uh, let me defer to you in wrapping this up today. What would you say? What's your closing takeaway? One or two things as we wrap up this discussion on being aging parents, aging parents and parents of aging kids. Yes. Parents of aging kids and aging parents are, are two different entities there, but they're both good. I would say how that my takeaway is um, we simply register a little bit more and listen more in our prayers to, to the Lord and what we're hearing from the Lord in terms of our own heart uh, about our family. If, if there's struggle in it, if there's an issue, that we're opening up to that. If there's no struggle, if it's a good relationship, then how can we be uh, reinforcing? How can we be encouraging? How can we be helpful to what they're doing and respect their lives and do what we can to show that we want to be there for them? One of, the, one of our essentials, uh, being available as much as we possibly can for them when they need us. I think that's my takeaway is just remember to to reach out to them and to be there when they need it. It's a great reminder, Randy. Thanks for being with us today. You can enjoy these podcasts and spread them uh, to others. As a reminder, you can find their list at finishingwellministries.org forward slash podcast. I think we're up in our mid-30s now, Randy, having uh, talked about a number of things, and we'll continue to do this. And thanks for your help and support on Finishing Well Ministries and all God is doing through our lives today. We pray for you that these would be the most alive years of your life. As Robert Browning said, grow old along with me. The best is yet to be. Hope that's true for your life today. God bless you.